Blog Talk Radio. Like, oh my god, I'm never gonna finish. 
So we've got that going on. So if you get a chance, go over to the Crazy for Disney group page. Actually, I think we have it up in all our groups now. Is I think the, you posted it everywhere. I, and I just posted it on my personal page, too. Yeah, click on one of the links. Uh, you can find it in many different places. And donate something. Donate a dollar, $5, $20, whatever you can. Uh, it's adding up quickly. And like we said, we're about $400 away from our goal. We would actually like to go past our goal and uh, get a little something extra out there for the American Cancer Society. Yes. So I'll leave that alone because they've heard this a million times already. We'll probably revisit it at the end real quick. Yep. But let's get to uh, Disney stuff. And uh, just a couple quick news things. Uh, I saw just before we got on that they released the new outfits for Buzz, Woody, and why do we forget Jesse? New outfits? For for uh, the holidays, for Christmas. Oh. They're very cute. Buzz has a, a Santa hat on, and... If you look at Woody and Jesse, they've got like a little, looks like stockings yeah. on their, uh, what is that, a vest? Yeah. Yeah, so it's cute. I like that they do that stuff. Any little bit of detail they do for the holidays, I love. And I know you're more of a Halloween girl, and you're excited for the Mickey's no, I like Scary. The, yeah, I just, I just enjoy that party more, mm. but I like both the holidays down there. Yeah, and it's really cool. If you can time out your vacation where you're there for Halloween and a couple days after, it's very cool to watch that transition of the park go from Halloween to Christmas yeah, almost awesome. overnight. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So it's almost like celebrating two holidays in one shot, yep. which we will be doing because we will be there from the 28th to the 7th. Yes. So unfortunately, we won't be there long enough to do a party because I believe the first Christmas party is on the 7th. Which is when we leave. Is the day that we leave. So, But we will get our Mickey's Not So Scary in. And we weren't crazy about the Christmas party anyway. Uh, and no, to be honest, I think I discussed a few weeks ago when I went down there by myself and did the Mickey's Not So Scary, I still consider it to be oversold, and I think it's not a great value because you're paying a premium price for a less than premium service. So, um, and that's one of the things I, I want to clarify, because whenever I bring up anything like price increases or anything I don't like about Disney, I always get accused of being like a Disney basher. And I'm not a Disney basher, but I'm also not going to forgive everything Disney does. Like Just because it's Disney. Yeah, I mean, we love – obviously, we spend a ton of money every year. We do four, three or four trips a year. Yeah. Uh, we buy all their movies. We buy all their merchandise. So, obviously, I love Disney more than your average person. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go excuse anything that I feel is always wrong. And uh, I understand – I actually discussed this in our group today. I am totally aware of why they have price increases. Yeah. Because you get those internet trolls, no matter how valid your argument is, they're just going to go and pick at you to try to get you of the price. Of course they are. So um, I understand why they're doing it. There's a supply and demand, and the parks are packed. It's business. Yeah, I mean, those parks are packed year-round. So it's a supply and demand thing. If people are going to go there and sell out the hotels and sell out the restaurants, they're going to up the prices. Why wouldn't you? Right. I mean, they're, they're not there. To, they are there to please you. But first and foremost, they also want to please their shareholders. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like business 101. If we were shareholders, we'd probably be happy. Yeah, we're going to get more money. <laughs> but, yeah, so they did increase a number of things. Um, let's just get into that because the news today was kind of – there wasn't really a ton of news. They they, are, they gave a uh, an opening date for the new – uh, the Caribbean Beach Resort that they have opening up. Um, I can't remember what the date was. Summer 2019, or the Coronado Springs, excuse me. So we'll just get into what we're going to talk about so we can make this a shorter show, which always makes Danny happy. Yeah. What do they always say? What do you mean? Happy wife, happy life. 
I guess. So I want to try to keep you in Oh, is that something that you try to live by? Um, I understand the concept. Do you, though? Do you? I don't always seem to be able to pull it off very well, so, um, but I try. Do you? I do, in my own way. I mean, you know how I am. <laughs> yeah, I in your own way. I don't please a lot of people no, to begin with. No, you're a pretty self-centered person. Well, yeah. I mean, I love me. Yeah, we know. So, but I do. Danny is an extremely understanding and incredible wife. So, uh, I do try to keep her happy as much as possible. Um, and this isn't her favorite thing to do because it does take time away from what we're doing. You know what it is? What? Your voice when you're down here, it's so like you yell or something and it's like, it goes right through me. Yeah. Whisper. I don't know. Like, I know that sounds like super, like, it sounds mean is what it sounds like. But it's true. Like, it, it, I end up with a headache every time we do this podcast. Maybe it's just mental. Oh, well, no. I think it's, like, because we're enclosed and because you talk a little louder for the thing. Like, it's just something about that. And, you, like, your voice just goes right through me and it makes me want to punch your face. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> escalating quickly. Uh, yeah, I, I can attest that because basically when I do a show or a video by myself, I'm pretty much up on the microphone. Yeah. But we actually share a mic, so it kind of sits in the air between us. So I feel like... If I'm not being loud, nobody's going to hear us. Everyone's going to hear you. Like, I'm surprised you even need the microphone. Well, that being said, <laughs> let's get to the price increases. So, basically what they increased today was the price on Magic Bands, um, the price on all tickets, and on um, some of the driving services. You mean the price to buy a Magic Band, like, yes. in the stores? Yes, to oh. purchase a Magic Band, they have gone up. Um they aren't huge increases like and that's one of the main things you get is when they have these increases people are like oh you know it's only two dollars or three dollars for this but everything increases they just increased the the food recently yeah and you know very soon they're going to wind up increasing the hotel costs as well well you understand though that food prices have gone up everywhere so that might not necessarily be a supply and demand thing as much as just Prices overall have gone up. No, I understand that. But what I'm getting at is the fact that you have so many things going up at one time that it does actually start to add up. Like just the parking alone might not be a big deal. But then when you start throwing on the food and the tickets and everything else, it really does add up. And some of the price increases on the tickets were actually fairly substantial. For a Platinum Plus, it went from $849 to $994, which is a $149 difference. That was a big jump. Uh, the regular platinum went from seven forty nine to eight ninety four, which was forty five dollars. Uh, gold from five fifty nine to six oh nine, six oh nine, which is fifty. Silver four thirty nine to four seventy nine, which is forty. So those are fairly on their own. If you're looking at like just the silver pass, you're like, ah, eh, forty bucks isn't a big deal. But if you're a family of five, you're looking at a two hundred dollar increase just in tickets alone. So then they had. Um, if you're just traveling there and you, you're not a pass holder, a one-day ticket went up $7, a value ticket went up 3 a peak ticket went up 3 So it's all these little tiny increases that start to add up. And the first reaction you get from people within a group is, well, I'm going to have to start cutting back on my trips. And Danny and I have gotten to the point where we save so much money at this point between staying off property and getting the 5% at Target where these little jumps don't seem like a lot, so they don't affect us that much. But for your average person that's going out there and maybe that's on a shoestring budget every year, 
that's a that's a lot. It's it's a lot to overcome. And maybe instead of going once a year, they're going to go once every two years. Right. Or, so it's unfortunate. And I, I said that within the group. Um, you've always got the snarky people who are like, well, you know, they don't have to have a vacation. It's true. You do. <laughs> well, and there are also a lot of other cheaper places that you can take a vacation. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and listen, we all understand that. We all know that. But it, it's semi it's almost like an addiction for a lot of people where, you know, they feel like they need to get down once a year, every other year. And uh, to have yourself priced out of it is unfortunate. If you're somebody that's been to Disney, say, 15 years in a row, and all of a sudden you've just finally hit your breaking point, and can no longer do it. I feel bad for those yeah, families. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Well, because you and I take it for granted. You know, we both make above average incomes. Um, we found ways to save a ton of money. So we're able to do it a little more often than most people. And that you kind of get jaded after a while. Like it just becomes like, yeah, you know, we're going to Disney this year. And then, but you forget about the people that save like all right. year or five years or whatever they have to do to get to that one vacation. And after they take the vacation, they're probably wiped. And those are the families I feel bad for. And I think some people are not very understanding of those people. Well, I think I, I think you and I understand it because when we first started going, we were wiped. I and mean, we, we really had – the first time we went, we went for five days. We stayed on property. We did the meal plans. We were, like, checking our bank account the whole mm-hmm. time because back then we did not make above-average salaries. And we didn't really know how, all the ways that we know now to save money. Well, I even think the, the following year we also – wound up having some sort of uh, financial emergency before we went away and almost canceled the trip straight out. Yeah. Like the week off. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right. <laughs> so yeah, you, you got to have some type of compassion and yes, and I hate that I even have to go and clarify like that. I understand all these things. Like you don't have to go and you know, it, it's not something that's gifted to you, but it, it becomes unfortunate if Disney's going to become a place that's only for the well-off. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've gotten to know so many people, um, you know, who are huge Disney fans, and it's like, I mean, you know, they don't just call it home to be funny. Like, they really feel like it's home to them, and, you know, to take that away from them, I think, is is painful for some of them. Yeah, and that was expressed a lot within the group today, because I did put up the price increase, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of discussion about it, and the amount of people that just came straight out and said, well, maybe I'm not going to renew my pass this year or I'm going to have to cut back on it was, was pretty staggering for somebody who's a diehard Disney fan. I mean, it's crazy for Disney group. These are people that live for Disney and they're talking about cutting back their trips. So uh, these price increases definitely have an effect on people, which is unfortunate. You say unfortunate a lot also. All right, everybody. I'm no longer going to (laughs) say. You told me a long time ago to let you know know. if there were things that you said a lot. So there's another one. (laughs) I got to start writing these down because the list is getting pretty long. What was the other thing you just told me? You just need to expand your vocabulary. Yeah, but my vocabulary. Without a doubt, which you did just say again, by the way. Did I? When we were talking about the price stuff, yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm going to make a list out so that I don't annoy anybody with, I know I have to annoy people with my nasally voice, but oh I'm going to start. so nasally. Is like, it nasally right now? You know what I want, when I, so I always think about this when we do the podcast, when I used to take voice lessons, mm-hmm. if I started to get nasally, my voice teacher would tell me to plug my nose. All right. I'm going to try that. Is because that any you, better? <laughs> it actually is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am plugging my nose. <laughs> We should have done video of that. <laughs> the next show we'll do on live, and we will do it with my nose plugged. That hurts. 
that hurt? It's because when you talk, most of your air comes out of your nose. You probably, when you do it, it probably feels like your head's going to explode. Sometimes I just don't like you. I, lo- I, love, you okay. at, I love you at all times, but there's right. times I just don't there like you. There are lots you. of times I don't like you. Well, that's a given. There's a lot of times most people don't like me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they don't live with you, so. Yeah, lucky They don't for even them. know the half of it. Yeah, so um, getting away from my nasally voice and my annoying things I say, uh, <laughs> it, it is very interesting to see the effect that this has had on people. And as of right now, it hasn't affected us because it's not really that big of a price increase. But, uh, you know, maybe down the road, if it keeps going that way, I think I read somewhere that uh, the price has almost doubled in the last 15 years. Wow. Which is... Uh, it's crazy because the cost that what you make has not doubled in the past 15 years. No, definitely not. I, I'd be curious to see how many people actually, like, it's one thing for it to affect people, but how many people are actually not going to renew their annual pass or how many people are not going to take as many trips because of this? Because I feel like most of the really diehard people that we know will find a way to figure it out. Yeah, and that's what I'm assuming, too. Uh, one of the things I did hear from some people were the fact that Universal's giving a little more and Disney's taking taking more. Uh, I believe Universal just had a deal, same price for their normal season pass, but they give you six additional months. Mm. So here you have a park that's within 20 minutes of Disney that's it, it's obviously not Disney, it's not Disney size, right. but it's still a legit park. And they're giving you a free six months. And then you have Disney turning around weeks later saying, well, we're not going to give you six free months. We're just going to increase your price even more. <laughs> and l- listen, it, it's a double-edged sword because when you go there, you don't want the place to be packed. I'm one of the biggest ones that bitches and whines about that. I don't like a packed park. And the only way you're really going to thin out a crowd is by pricing people out. Yeah. And I, that's a shame. What I wish they would do, and they're they're kind of doing it, but in a not that great a way, is I believe they should um, – almost set up like months of the year where they make the tickets cheap. And they do, they have uh during the summer, obviously the ticket prices are at their highest during the winter, they get lower, but maybe there's a time where they should make them really low and maybe not allow residents in as much. Maybe right. cut back. And boy, this gets residents crazy. When I say this, we have full passes. We can go all year. Yeah. We have no blockout dates. And um, I'll be the first one to say that if there's dates that go away from me, I'm not going to complain because You've got some poor family that just saved up for five years and they're walking into this crowded park and only getting half their vacation. And here I am wandering in for my hundredth time and riding Dumbo for the 600th time. And and these families don't get to experience that. So if it took away from us, we would just go and adjust our vacations. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of other options, but if you're, if you listen to other Florida residents or even people that have uh, passes, they lose their mind when anything's ever said that they're, they were talking about for a while when things open up that they were going to limit the residents from seeing it. Like, uh, I don't remember if they actually did it for frozen. I, I believe they did where they weren't allowing Florida residents to go on the frozen ride for maybe the first two months. Oh really? Or weren't allowing yeah, pass, I do remember that. for it. And boy, these people lost their minds, but you know, they're going to ride that ride a million times. Right. So if you're going to give a family an opportunity and maybe ride it once in the next five years, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, as a, as a Florida resident or as a pass holder, 
you're not paying a lot of money for the days that you're there. You're paying next to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, we were talking about Disney with our friends this weekend. We have some friends who have little kids and, you know, trying to figure out, like, the timing of, like, when their kids will be old enough and stuff. And, and we were talking about the fact that for them it would probably be a one a one and done kind of if vacation they if they can do it at all and if they were to do that they want to do it at the time they have two young girls that you know the older one isn't too old but the younger one is old enough to kind of understand um you know it's a, it's a delicate balance for that but I mean if they're only going to go once they should be able to, I mean those little girls are going to want to go on the frozen ride they're going to want to do all of the cool princessy things and um you know to not to get kind of like blocked out of that because there are so many other people there who could do it anytime that that kind of sucks and we've actually discussed that before as it almost gives these families the feeling that they have to rush yeah so they say if they're in the parks for five days they feel like they need to hit everything that's within the parks and they're going to get stressed obviously because yeah. they've never been there they i said obviously there's another word i'm not supposed to be saying um, they're going to get stressed they're probably not going to have a, as good of a time as they could have if they just kind of yeah, I mean, back a notch. Look at our vacations now when we can just sort of relax and not stress out so much. Here's what our trips were, and we've discussed this on a podcast before. I would go down with a piece of paper, and I would list out our day in order. Like, we would get there at Rope Drop, and we're going to do Dumbo. We're going to do Space Mountain. And I would have our whole entire day blocked out including what time we were going to have lunch, what time we were right. going to have dinner. Well, because we always booked all We had, all we had everything booked. Too. We yeah. had everything ready to roll. And we would literally run from thing to thing. And our kids would be exhausted by like 1 o'clock and miserable. We'd be miserable yeah. by the evening because we were tired as well. And then you get back to the resort. Everybody just basically passes out. Yeah. And, and now we're like, uh, I mean, this trip's a little different because we allowed our daughter to plan it. So we're going to go by whatever she decides to do. But when we're doing it, we're just like, we'll just let it, whatever happen happens. Yep. We actually let fast passes go, which is unheard of 10 years ago. Yeah, for sure. If we ever gave up a fast pass, there was something wrong with me. And now we're just like, eh, if we make it, we make yeah. it. Yeah, we well, go. yeah, because it's just not as big of a deal. So I hope it doesn't price people out. And for those of you that were in the group today and they were uh, talking about not going as much or cutting it out altogether, I hope that's not true and you're still able to go. Because, um, you know, it is a passion for people. And it's unfortunate that these companies do get a little too greedy. And, and this is one of the points people were making in the group was uh, that they're doing it as a supply and demand type thing. Let's be honest. They're doing it for bottom line. Um, if they can get more money, they're going to charge more money, regardless of how many people are in the park or what's going on. If they can increase their profit, that is their main concern, period. Yeah, they, they have people to answer for. I mean, yep. and I heard, and this one bugs me. This always bugs me for some reason. One of the people in there were complaining about, well, this is to pay for the the price inc or the uh, wage increase for the CMs. That price increase for the CMs was so minuscule. If they took a quarter of Bob Iger's pay, that would more right. than take care of that differential. Um, so yeah, the the people making the big bucks are the ones that are, you have to worry about. The people that are making fifteen dollars an hour, making sure you have a good vacation, you should be happy that they're making more money. Those are the people that are going to make a difference in your vacation. Worry about the people that are concerned about squeezing every nickel out of you, the the, the Bob Igers and down that are right. that are looking to maximize profits. And then you you also hear a lot about um, they need to pay for Star Wars land, they need to pay for Toy Story land. Um, 
my guess is they probably already paid for it. Well, that, that's the thing is when you you have one of these lands open up, it increases the amount of people you can let in, and they're right. making their money back probably within months. Yep. So that's really not a, a realistic uh, argument either. So hopefully you guys will be fine and you can still keep doing your vacations. Yep. We will. We'll, we'll be there in uh, less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be down there. I'm gonna be down there October 25th. My family's gonna be joining me October 28th, and we're gonna get a solid two weeks in down there. Um, Week and a half. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be a solid two weeks. So we're really looking forward to it. We have a lot of stuff planned. If you see us in the parks, always say hi. We'll be more than happy to uh, take a picture with you and uh, maybe do a ride if we're in the area. Yeah. So make sure you look for us. and I'll mention one more time again, the, the charity, the American Cancer Society. As a matter of fact, my mother just had her thyroid removed yesterday. So, um, for possible. Yeah. But we I mean, don't know. Yeah. but if she, if there were no possibilities, it would never would have been removed. They didn't just remove it because so they removed your cousins because she wanted it removed. She didn't have cancer. Yeah. But they thought it may be an issue down the road. Wow. It's a scare. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's a legit scare, and people are nervous about it. And, uh, you know, Danielle went through it. So, you know, us running this thing means a lot to us. We really want to raise that money. Uh, we, we had a $4,000 commitment. I believe we're at 3400 right now. So uh, we want to hit that goal. We have one more day to do it. We have the rest of tonight. And all day tomorrow. And you'll hear me all day tomorrow. <laughs> So if you're in the group, the Crazy for Disney Facebook group, you'll probably get a, a little bit overload in the next day and a half. But uh, uh, please, dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, yeah. whatever you can do. Uh, if you PM me, I'll send you out a magnet. If you make a donation, we have Crazy for Disney magnets, which look really cool. They're not huge. They're a little bit smaller than the pass holder magnets. Yeah. But they're very. They look very cool. Yeah, they're really cool. I just want to say too that um, you know the reason that we are so close to our goal is really because of our group, because of Crazy for Disney, we have some really, really incredible, amazing people in that group. We have people who have donated multiple times. Yeah. We have people who have donated hundreds of dollars. Um, we just, we have a, just a really amazing family in that group. And I just want to make sure you guys know that it is definitely noticed and definitely appreciated. So thank you very much. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because we did do this magnet offer. I told everybody I'd send them out of magnet tattoos and the amount of people that donated that said, you know, oh, you don't need to send that out. And just that they wanted to help yeah. us. And, oh, I've already donated a couple times, but I wanted to get mm-hmm. one more in. Uh, it, it means the world to us because we know it comes not only from a place where people want to help out the American Cancer Society, obviously, but they have our backs as well. You know, it's a, it's a the crazy for Disney family is the way we look at it now. And they're looking out for us. They're looking to get us money and to uh, get us across the finish line. Right. I hope literally. If somebody wants to come to the races and carry me across the finish line, I'm all down for that. Because <laughs> you might need it. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we go, I actually, when we were doing the uh, the Star Wars uh, 5K, I think it was, maybe it was a 10K, I actually thought I was having a heart attack within like the first mile. I think it was a panic attack of some sort, but uh, my heart was racing and there was no medical tent nearby. So yeah. All I could think was like, oh my God, I'm going to die on the side of this track during a marathon. And uh, that's my thought process right now is, like, I feel confident for the 10K because we've done 10Ks. Yeah. We've actually done 10Ks that we were probably in worse shape than this right I now. I just did one on Saturday. Yeah. And But, I mean, 
A half marathon, Danielle has done one recently. I have never done one. I think the most I've ever run in my life is nine miles. And uh, it, it's kind of making me nervous. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm nervous is because I'm having some, ever since I ran that half, I've, I've been having some problems with my leg, and I'm just a little nervous that it's going to flare up. Although I think it's starting to get better. Yeah, and, and if you've never run a race before, don't get discouraged listening to us because the the race parameters are not terrible. I think you need to maintain a a 16 minute mile, or is it a 15 minute mile? 16. A 16 minute mile, which is a very fast walk. So yeah, um, if, if you're running, you know, you're new into running, and you can kind of like half run, half mm -hmm. walk. You'll be fine. You're not going to get swept up. If, if you're slow and walking slow, yes, then you will get I mean, I would say if you've never done one of these before, start with a 5K because they don't sweep anybody and you can mm. kind of get the experience down and see if it's something that you enjoy because some people don't, I, I, you know, I think they do these races and don't really enjoy them the way that they thought they would and then other people get addicted to them and want to do them all the time. So I think the 5K is a good way to gauge whether or not this is something you want to do. Well, we've, we've discussed this on a podcast before. There's almost like a stigma with the 5K, like... It's no big feat. Like, well, you know why? It's because they see everybody posting about the half and the 10K and they feel, but I mean, before you and I started running, I, re I can remember for years, I used to say, oh, someday I'm going to do a 5K. Like it was a, like it was a marathon mm -hmm. because to me, it might as well have been because I could barely run five steps, let alone 3.1 miles. Now that we've done a bunch of races, a 5K seems kind of easy although when we did one a few weeks ago it wasn't that easy no and, and to be honest when we kind of there's been times where we've fallen off and uh stopped training and gotten out of shape and chubby apparently i've been chubby um when we start our training back up again even though we've run a number of 10ks and 5ks when you start training again and you start looking at the track like when you're physically on the track and you gotta you realize how far you actually have to go it's like shockingly long when you first start yeah. so you know, if you're out there and you want to do a 5K, don't look down on it. That's a huge accomplishment. It's a really big deal. I mean, three three miles is really nothing to sneeze at. No. I mean, and we've heard so many people, like, when they're trying to do their first Disney race, um, saying, you know, I don't want to do a 5K because that's not really that big of a deal. It's like, you've never run a race. A 5K is a big deal for a new person. Yeah, and I mean, as somebody, you know, both of us who have done, you know, multiple races and longer races than a 5K, I mean, I certainly don't look down on people who only do the 5K. I still think it's awesome, especially for a new runner, especially for somebody who's never done one before. I think it's a really good goal to set for yourself. Yeah, I mean... I should say uh, one thing that did drive me crazy was the last 5K we did, we had a woman in front of us that was about 70 and speed walking. Oh, my gosh, and she kicked our butts. And, yeah, we, we like, came <laughs> up on her. I'm like, there's no way that old lady is beating me. And she kept getting further. <laughs> oh, and I just couldn't. That was a, What was that, a week after my half? I was yeah. lucky I could even walk at that point. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so just be impressed that you finish it. Just yeah. be impressed that you did it. Don't. Don't psych yourself out and believe that a 5K is not a big deal. 3.1 miles is a long distance. It's not just down the road. So, but yeah, we will, um, we're probably going to get another podcast in before we go away, um, maybe this weekend or right before we go. And then we'll try to do them while we are away, but it'll be real sporadic because uh, we like to just relax and we're on vacation now. We don't want to be stressed worrying about crazy for Disney. Right. Even though we do worry about crazy for Disney. I do. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you later. Bye. Bye, guys.